Shall we begin? This is Jackie Smith, and you are listening to Keep It Magic Radio with myself and my co-host Storm Sestivani. Spend a little time with us in the next hour to charge up your week, find new approaches to the same old issues, and smile at the ridiculousness of life. Storm and I push the spiritual status quo, and we challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone to help you take your magic to the next level. Keep It Magic Radio is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, money, love, protection, maybe a bit of motivation, we have a candle for that. Now open your mind and get ready to expand your life with Storm and Jackie. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, of course, and I'm here, of course, with the amazing um, Jackie Smith. So any rumors hey. that have killed each other in the last six months are invalid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing, yeah. the thing here is, Jackie, is that I think that people are obsessed with palace intrigue. I think they're obsessed with it. Because after we did um, the uh, series finale of Keep It Magic, and we did say that we would come on and do specials on occasion, of course, this is one of them. Um, you know, they would write and say, oh, is everything okay? Um, you know, um, uh, you know, are you and Jackie fine? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we just did six years of a freaking show. I mean, <laughs> we adore each other. Yeah, I mean, and here is the thing. You know, like, when we made the decision no longer to do it. I literally told Jackie this. If I have to do another prosperity show, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and she said, she goes, you know, I know what you're talking about. You know, I forget her exact terms then, but yeah, it was very much like, I know, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Here we are, Jackie. Um, we're going to. So, those of you that are just tuning in or are listening via um, podcast, uh, we are going to be talking about the energy of 2018. And Jackie does a. I don't know if she'll be teaching it this year at Convocation, but she usually does an as the candle burns um, course throughout the particular year in which she. Um, I'm going to have to turn that. I'm going to have to turn that into a big fat article. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm not actually teaching that one. They didn't take that one. I always put it in um, for convocation, and it's what they take and what they don't take. So, mm-hmm. What are you teaching um, this year? Um, I am teaching, actually, hang on, I got my little list. I'm super excited about it. I'm going crazy, doing something totally different. I'm teaching a spiritual warrior class, which is Mastering Cleansing and Protection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big thing that's been coming up lately, and I'm sure you're going to confirm it when we talk about the astrology. Do you know my number one seller candle now is spiritual cleansing? Really? Yep. 2017, after, um, actually started in 2016, November 2016, for some reason. Oh, my God, you think? <laughs> <laughs> the spiritual cleansing candle, I could not keep enough in stock. And um, I sell what? four or five spiritual cleansing candles on every order. Now, um, I, I mostly process wholesale orders. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there people are going crazy for that. So I decided the mastering of cleansing and protection for the spiritual warrior. Mm-hmm. The other two classes I'm so excited about because they're just fun. They're straight up fun. Um, you know that, that uh, game show, What's My Line? Mm-hmm. I'm doing a What's My Spell. Oh. <laughs> where... 
I'm going to hand people a box or a bag full of stuff, and they have. Isn't that fun? It's like yeah. here's your here's your random items. What kind of spell would you do, and why would you do it that way? It's real quick, and it's just going to be so much fun. And I'll just you know, I'll gather different things, and people would pass it on one to one. And then the third class I'm doing, I'm doing with Devin Hunter. He's going to be at Convocation too, and we're going to do a class called the Modern Witch. And what we're going to do is is do um, modern twists and old classics. Like, for instance, I mean, like, what do you do with the witch's tongue? <laughs> with a what? With the witch's tongue. It's actually an herb called the witch's tongue or, or different things in older spells. Like, okay. what do you do when you can't, um, when you don't have a body of water to throw something into or you don't have, you can't go throw stuff on the steps of the courthouse in the middle of the night. It's frowned upon these days. Yes. So... Yep. Well, also, so, you, you know, for example, and uh, if this goes in there, Jackie, I would love to uh, 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 for you to tell me about it. In this day and age, going to go dig something up at a street at a crossroad might get you arrested. <laughs> well, how are you going to dig in concrete? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so I hope you have an answer to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna um, play with all that. It's gonna be fun, fun, fun. That does sound like it's exciting, and Devin is always a hoot. So yeah, he's he's um, we have a lot of fun, and and um, we're gonna we're gonna see what we do. But I'm really I'm excited about um, teaching with him. We've never taught together, so we're just gonna figure it out as we go. My obsession now is taking Coventry oils and putting them into a diffuser. You know, I'm I've been looking at some diffusers they have made for us too. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, some really cool ones that I've I've seen, and I want to. Of course, I I have some ideas on how to make them be better. Yeah, I mean <laughs> diffusers in regards to um, uh, because number one, if you have to be on the the down low with your magic, which I don't, but um, right. because I live alone, um, uh, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, so I don't have to do that. But somebody that is in, like, a college dorm or something, they may need to be on the down low, okay? Um, I think a diffuser is a wonderful tool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to burn anything, and there's actually smoke that comes out of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, a, a puff of a cloud that comes up out of them, Jackie. It's so hilarious. <laughs> I, you know, there's some really cool ones. There's the um, there's the ones that you put a candle under, um, and then there's the electric ones. And um, I I love the idea of of the different things you can do with oils. I've been playing a lot with the different ways of bringing oils into the yeah. into the game. Not, not only just putting them on stuff, but putting them in stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, putting them in. Um, I I honestly I I put stuff in my laundry detergent. Although I haven't as much lately because I've been buying the little pods. <laughs> oh my God, you're lazy, Jackie. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I am because I, I have been because we just have so much growth going on here at Coventry, and I've been going into entrepreneur school. I just finished the Goldman Sachs Ten Thousand Small Business Class, which oh, nice. was was it's intensive and amazing. And if any business owner out there has an opportunity to get involved in that, it is. It's a college education. Really, it's a college-level course with, with how much you, you uh, go through that, but how much you get from that. Between that and growth and hiring people and training people, I haven't had two minutes to rub together. I mean, I'm 
I have been I have been mail ordering all of my stuff. Like, because in so many the the local market, not the local market, but the local grocery stores have delivery now. Everybody's got delivery, and I'm like, and they don't deliver the liquid stuff. They only deliver the stuff in the pods. Yeah. So I'm just getting everything. You know, I I place my order and drive by Kroger's and pick it up. Because I just, you know, I I don't I don't have time for anything else. Although I'm working on changing it, but when you're in a big growth pattern and you've got a lot of stuff to do, you just do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have time to sit down and cook meals, so I started in November just having them delivered to me. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Which week I get a huge, big, gigantic box with all of the meals that I selected in it. Wow, what are you, um, who are you using? Is it local? No, it's, it's, the only thing local here is, you know, like Spanky's. I mean, <laughs> 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 you know, which is a greasy spoon. I'm not going to order from there. Um, uh, no, it's a, it's, it's a company. Um, you can just Google them. They're, they have different, depending upon what your dietary recommendations are, they have different names. Okay. Um, you know they have one. They have a paleo one. They have a you know a local. Oh, okay. one. They have a, um, a you know vegetarian one. They have a gluten free one. Um, you know all of this stuff. And uh, so basically, what happens is that the, I just order it. Then they have their chefs make it for me. Oh wow! Put it in these containers and put a you know and seal them, of course. Okay, with a lid. Um, uh-huh. And then you know, ship them out. You know, with they freeze them and then they ship them out. Um, I love this. What is this again? I didn't write it down. I'll send you the link. Okay. <laughs> um, the so you just do that. It's very. It's not cheap. Um, but it's you know, it costs me about two hundred a week. But basically, but I'm spending more than that on going out. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like serious. I just, you know, I'm uh, two people go out. It's minimum of fifty bucks. Yeah. So, so basically, um, you know, they make it. They they deliver it. They, you get a um, uh, a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, and one snack. You know, like they'll send you like a bag of um, blue potato chips, or you know, um, <laughs> depending upon what it is that you want. Um, I tend to go for more vegetable oriented snacks, but uh, uh, but it's it's a really really great service, and you know, I like it. I, there's only been a couple of things that I didn't like, and you mm-hmm. know, that's all that you do is act, you don't order them again. <laughs> all right. I wasn't fond of their salmon, so. Well, I'm not a real big fish fan anyway. Okay. Um, you know, I like, you know, tilapia, <laughs> which has no taste. Um, and tuna, you know, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> um, so it is, and I prefer my tuna out of a can, not out of a, <laughs> I don't want a fresh tuna. <laughs> just, I'm not doing it. Um, so it's pretty good, and, you know, it's it's more convenient. And the way that I look at it is I can make uh, uh, more in an hour that it would take me to cook all this stuff than it would cost the stuff for the week, you know. So. Right. Well, I have a, um, some friends who are doing, the like, the Blue Apron and, and stuff like that. So um, I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, you got the Instant Pot. Oh, I got an Instant Pot, too, for uh, the holidays. Yeah, you know, here's I got a, I got a little complaint though. I got to figure out. It's not the same level of flavor when you than when you long cook it. I'm oh, not God. finding I'm not finding the flavor going into the food as much. Oh, um, but like a roast, it's not as good as right. Like I did 
um, boneless, Asian boneless short ribs, and it didn't taste the same way as it smelled. Oh. It was a little disconcerting, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. Maybe they have a logical explanation for that, who knows. So I have a question for you. Yes, love. Do you know who Dorothy Morrison is? I might. I might know who she is. Okay. Well, if you don't, she's an author of several books. Um, She has a set of products at Coventry. Um, And uh, (laughs) she called me, um, I think it was beginning of November, Um, and she asked me, is 2018 going to be any better? She was just completely frustrated. And Uh very calmly, Jackie, I just said, no. No. (laughs) It's not. I didn't think so. (laughs) Now. I didn't think so. If you know Dorothy, Dorothy's a Taurus for one, okay? When she heard that, she didn't like it. <laughs> she said, take that back, you lying, thieving hooligan. Actually, you know, she just said, well, you know, I am a witch, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make the most of it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I think that everybody else should well, because every year, one of the things that people um, – have a tendency to to not view Jackie is that every year we get cosmic obstacles, and these cosmic obstacles need to be worked through in order for change and fulfillment to occur. Um, okay. And in you know invariably each year when you sit down and you look at um, what's going to happen over the year, because I can't sit and poke through every single person that I know's chart and you know, um, make it specific towards them. You're looking at a collective map. And, um, you know, it is the particular energies that are basically going to take place over the particular year that if you know about them in advance, um, even though that you may still fall into them, like everybody did with Saturn and Neptune, you know, Saturn's for mm-hmm. Neptune, um, it mm-hmm. may be a little bit, you know, you may be able to see things a little bit more clearer um, than you did before. This year, um we have a couple of things that are going on. Saturn is now at home in Capricorn, um, which is, the, you know, the most conservative planet in the most conservative sign. Um, so um, if if you're a progressive, that's not going to feel too good. <laughs> and in fact, today, today um, uh, Jackie, um, uh, you know, we, we they had the big, huge tax cut last month, okay, which was the first... Saturn and Capricorn thing, and now you know basically Jeff Session has reversed all the stuff on the cannabis. Um, so a cannabis crackdown now is beginning on the federal level, and now I don't know with him reversing it. I, I haven't had time to listen to anything on it. You know, I'm curious: is it now illegal everywhere because he reversed it? Is it uh, you know still legal in Washington, California, and Colorado, and I don't know the other state, um, Oregon? I think it's one of those. Um, you know, is it now illegal? What does this mean for all of these people that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get equipment because they wanted to be the Starbucks of weed? Um, you know, what does this mean? I mean, what do you think about that, Jackie? You know, it, I can't predict anything with with what's going on. I, I wonder, I you know, I'm watching, I mean, do, what do I want to have happen versus what do I think is going to have happen? I think we have so many freaking distractions going on. Mm-hmm. We have so many things to um, distract from other things that are happening. 
And is this a distraction or was it something that was that was being distracted from? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. That, that's the thing about um, this whole um, particular energy cycle. And, you know, I was – this was a few months – about six months ago I was talking to my Kabbalah teacher. And uh, I asked her, I said, this Trump thing is just going to drive me crazy. <clears throat> and she goes, why is it going to drive you crazy? And I said, because the whole idea of Donald Trump being the president of the United States is like a bad dream that I wake up to every single day and say this cannot be happening. You know, it it, it was just, I said, you know, I feel like I'm in this fog of, you know, reality or, or I mean, who goes mm-hmm. onto Twitter and says, you know, my, my nuke button is bigger than your nuke button. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I mean, I just can't. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with nuclear um, or nuclear uh, uh, circumstances, I mean, this is so heavy, Jackie. I mean, um, uh, you, you know, you're talking about cities, you know, that can be bombed that have millions of people in them. Um, So it's just shocking to me in many ways that this is even going on. So then she told me, quite calmly, she goes, this is what you have to realize. It's not about Trump. It's about all of us. Right. And it's about we created Trump. Um, Our, you know, the things that we have been focused on, um, uh, uh, the things that matter the most to us, our particular level of values, which doesn't say to you know to me at least it's it's it, it, I can't even describe how that makes me feel. You well, know what I mean? But it's, so, it's about us, right? And so we have um, we needed you know if, if we're going to look at this from the from the <laughs> three billion foot view, mm-hmm. like from outer space. Um, people that exist for millennia, right? And they're going to look at this, and they're going to look at this as a blip, and they're going to say, "Oh, that's when um, those folks in the those United States of America there needed a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to get one going slow. They decided they wanted to rush it. And when you rush something, when you push something, when you when you push something beyond the natural progression of things." Um, the slow evolution of things is what I should say, not the natural progression, but the slow evolution of things. When you push it faster, it becomes very painful. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, and I think we talked about this before. I feel like I'm about to repeat myself. In different shows, we talked about going into a healing crisis mm-hmm. when you're making big change. I think this is our healing crisis. Because when I sit and talk to um, people who support Trump, not from the conspiracy theory angle, but from um, a what we have has not been working angle. And they bring out their proof, their body of proof, which um, I may or may not agree with. That's not the point of the statement. They bring out their a reasonable body of proof of why um, so we had to make... reasonable people you're not talking These are reasonable people I'm talking... Right. Okay, okay. right. I don't want to paint... I really, I mean, I think one of the problems is is we, we've polarized ourselves and we paint yeah. Trump supporters as uh, everyone's like crazy, inbred, don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right, right, which is not the truth. And I think, and and nor nor liberal, progressive people, libtards. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
we are we don't have our head in the sand and want just everybody to live in a com, communistic kumbaya, which doesn't exist. Um, so these people with a reasonable body of, of truth, of proof, not truth, but proof of why our old guard system was not working are not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just the way we want to go about it we're not in agreement with. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case and we need a big paradigm shift and enough of our country agreed with a faster paradigm shift. Because, you know, it, I'm, I'm a Hillary supporter. I was a Hillary supporter then. I, I think she would have done uh, a really interesting, different job, but it would not have been as fast of a change as this. Because look at how many people are up in arms, enraged, and working on making change. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not in a, I'm, I don't like it. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but even this one woman who um, I follow on social media, she said, I'm doing things different this year. This is her big, you know, oh, my God, the, the year has changed and what's going on. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm not, um, I'm not going to be out there raging against the machine that's beating me down. I'm going to be inside changing the machine in, in quieter, more powerful ways. Uh-huh. And it was just really an interesting statement on her part. And I'm, I'm not quoting her exactly, but it's just like I'm doing this a different way because I was killing myself the other way. Uh-huh. And you and I had that conversation. We were both really um, drained and frustrated and distracted um, and not living our lives. And we both had to go, wait a minute, i got to get back to living my life. Yeah. And and life pulled us both in. Life said, oh, listen, honey, you can't be distracted anymore and, and yanked us both in um, in different ways. Um, so, um, and we had to deal. We had to deal, so. Yeah, well, also, you know, I, and we have talked about this 500 times on, on the show, the only way that you're going to see real change in the outer world is if you change yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Gabrielle Bernstein, who I love, um, uh uh, has a brand new book called Judgment Detox, mm-hmm. and it is about you know how many times that we judge something and stay in that particular judgment, and it can become very very toxic to us long term wise. Um, mm-hmm. Staying in that particular judgment, and it, it uh, does. I, I, it it so much so. Yes, I'm I'm. In 100% agreement with you. So, you know, I've tried to look um, from a larger angle at uh, uh, some of the Trump supporters. And, uh, you know, I realized that the bulk of them, okay, um, uh, uh, you know, especially in, you know, in the part of New York I live in, it looks more like Michigan than it does, you know, New York City. Um, uh, As in the snow factor. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, the uh, the corporations are dying. Um, uh, you know, uh, two of the biggest plants, um, uh, uh, General Motors and Reynolds, are no longer in the area. Um, mm. uh, you know, there, there's so many factory closed downs. Opioid abusage in my county alone, Jackie, is the highest in the country. Oh, wow. Um, opioid abuse. 
um, and uh, you know uh, I, there there are no jobs. Um, well, jobs that people want to do. There's plenty of jobs, but nobody wants to do them. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, so that they, and many of these people feel that it is forgotten. And I've even asked uh, several of them, well, you know, he's been president for almost a year. Um, you know, what do you, um, think about, you you know, do do you have a job yet? And they're like, well, you know, no, it's going to take longer up here and in other areas of the Midwest, you know, for jobs to start coming back and we're going to give him until his whole term. And I said, so basically in four years, if you don't have that job that you want, okay, and the factories are not back, are you going to vote for somebody else? And they're like, no, we're still going to support him. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's many people that like this edgy, uh, you know, I think that Donald Trump in many ways is a very Uranus and Aries heroic figure, okay? Um, Explain that a little more. Because I know people are going to freak out about that. Uranus and Aries has to do with um, breaking down the ideals of what it means to be an individual, okay? Um, uh, The Aries is about individuality. Uranus has to do with breaking down the ideas of what that sign is, okay? Um, And I think that, Jackie, you know, he goes on, you know, one of the things that he is good about, okay, is that he goes online and he goes onto Twitter and Mm -hmm. he says the things that 35% of this country believe but are too afraid to say because it's not politically correct. Right. Um, And I think that he is that type of particular figure for them. Um, uh, And I try to, you know, wrap my mind around it. You know, much, uh, and it reminds me very much of, uh, you know, on the other end, you know, many of the people that that voted for Bernie Sanders were interested in, um, you know, free college tuition and how to do these things. I love this part, and, you know, if, if you haven't read Hillary's book, What Happened, I suggest people read it, because there is this funny part in it in which she talks about um she says that she you know this is basically how it would go um i think everybody bernie sanders i think everybody in this country should have a pony and hillary would say well that's nice you know how are you going to pay for the pony and then they would say oh hillary clinton doesn't like ponies i mean it was this you know uh you know, very large craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, in regards to free college tuition and stuff like that, if these are things I think that we can aspire to. Do I necessarily know if we're going to get to that? No. Um, do I necessarily know at this particular point if we're going to get to universal health care? No. Um, do I necessarily know if, you know, uh, we're going to be able to uh, to bridge this divide between people? No. And the reason being, Jackie, is I think that we're very invested as people in this divide. You know, Democrats, no matter who the Republican president is going to be, are going to dislike him. And they're going to like the fact that, you know, one day he may have said something mean about gay people. And, um, uh, uh, you know, the Republicans are not going to like any Democrat that goes into office because, you know, one day he might have said, you know, we might need to raise people's taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and I think and that this divide is just going to rage on. But but it's, it's, it's a different game. Okay, so how, you don't know many people that are into sports, right? This is no. not This is not your world. <laughs> No. So it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. 
Um, I don't, but I know a lot of people who are totally down with it. Okay. So um, they will come to work depressed. Really? Upset because their team didn't win. Mm -hmm. They become really invested in, um, in their teams and, and we'll get into shouting matches and I mean we I think I don't know, maybe you tell me, are we as human beings prone to pick a side? Have to have something to fight for or fight against? Yes. So if that's the case, then is this not part of human nature? Um and and we are really, really uncomfortable as a society right now. I think it's part of human nature. I don't know what the bitterness is. I'm, I mean, no, feeling yeah, I, your high yeah. school football team and being, um, uh, you know, uh, but this, or, or this your college bit, football team or right. you know, whatever is one this, thing, Jackie. Yeah. So this bitterness is very interesting. I don't know how anything could have been done differently. I'm not coming in saying we could have done all this so differently. I don't. I don't know. Um, all I know is I'm watching um, parents who are Gen Xers or baby boomers frustrated that their kids aren't better off, maybe feeling like a failure, maybe feeling like they've done something wrong, maybe feeling frustrated that they're not doing it right, a.k.a. the way they they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that divide going on. And I think that... Um, there's, and then there's the people who are just, you know, I should be further in my life. I'm 49 years old, and I think to myself, I don't have a retirement. My husband doesn't have a retirement. Um, this was not an option for us as, as we're building our, our stuff, et cetera. And um, what, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, and then, and I feel fortunate. I feel like I'm very fortunate and blessed in my life. What about the people who are struggling even harder? I know a lot of folks my age, um, and it's just, and we think I have no retirement. I'm 49 years old. Holy crap! Um, um, this this is the norm rather than not having not having a future set is the norm because so many of us um, the game changed halfway through our adulthood, so. And it's different for the next generation coming in, and I don't want to like keep labeling generation this and generation that. But it a is lot a of very the different. Our dead now, Jackie started to die when we were in our twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you know the whole idea of going to work and getting a pension, Jackie, has not even been part of my reality. You know what I mean? The, no. It, I don't know if it's been part of yours or you know anybody else's. That's a Gen Xer. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like you had this 401k that followed you, yeah. and you kept rolling it over to, to new things. So um, that's about it. Um, that was the new the new paradigm. But you're right. I mean, cities are going bankrupt. Their pension funds are going away, and and people are stuck without. So we have to take care of ourselves. So there's all of this this idea of what things should be like. And I think and, that this is what gave birth to Trump. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that, and yeah. and so we have to look at not, but but yet at the same time, I was just reading today um, what's going to be trending in 2018, business wise, and the thing that was number three, and I I 
didn't source the article. I just was reading it quickly this morning. Um, the third one knocked my socks off. CEOs as, uh, what did they say, as like community leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a different word for it. But CEOs of companies coming in into roles that say we need to create a better future um, they're more like roles that other political people should be in, but CEOs of companies that are very, um, like a like you said, there's two big companies that closed in in the area where you live. Yeah. So companies that are growing are becoming more socially conscious. What is it? Um, conscious capitalism mm-hmm. or compassionate capitalism is another another term that's trending now. Is that they're coming and saying, okay, I know that I have created the economy in this town so now I have a role of responsibility. It's fascinating. It's that, so that that conscious or compassionate capitalism um, is trending um, because they realize they have to take care of their community. What we have coming up in 2018, we don't have the spectacular... Um, astrological stuff that happened in 2017, first of all. Okay. okay. Um, so let's, let's talk about this. So we, we haven't had, uh, you know, we're not going to have these spectacular eclipses. There's going to be some. There's five. But um, they're not going to be of the spectacular magnitude as 2017. Um, Chiron, which I don't talk a lot about, but I'm going to discuss it uh, today. Chiron has been in the sign of Pisces um, for several years. And it's going to move into the sign of, of Aries, okay? And it hasn't been there for 50 years, okay? Isn't um, Chiron our, our wounded, our wound? It's the wound, yeah. Um, and oh. for, our wounds about all of, it's yeah. going to be the 80s all over again. Um, okay, go ahead. It, it, kind of, but, you know, 50 years ago was actually the 60s and the 70s, okay? The late 60s okay. and early 70s. Um, and that is the period that is basically going to come up again. And look at what was going on then. Um, you had the hippie generation that was going on. Um, and you had um, all of the stuff in regards to uh, Vietnam and the Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh, conscientious objectors and all that other stuff that was going on. The sign of Aries, like I said, has to do with individuality. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, it it really has to do with the wound, and I'm going to give you the reason why the, the particular part of this wound that is going to hit you. Okay, okay, it is a wound that's unfair. In other words, we shouldn't have had this wound, but because we've had this wound, it is something that is painful to us, and because this is a generational planet, okay, um, it affects a large part of people. So if you look at the wounds that were going on in the early 70s, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the beginning of modern politics now actually began in the early 70s, okay, during the Nixon mm-hmm. administration. Okay, um, uh, you know that is when hyperpartisanism uh, began, mm-hmm. um, and basically it, it, the issue with because of the fact that Aries has to do with the self, what we've been seeing in regards to Chiron and Pisces is di- disappointment and hurt and uh, wounds out there, Jackie. You know, big gigantic mm-hmm. wounds. You know, um, collective types of wounds. Um, uh, uh, black. 
Black Lives Matter, um, uh, the women's movement, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of these things, you know, the wounds that happened just because one had the unluckiness of being born, okay, um, at a particular time. Mm -hmm. Um, So so what is this, how is this going to move, how is this going to be that inner wound, that inner personality? um, Because Aries doesn't have to do with out there, Jackie. mm -hmm. It has to do with what's in here. Correct. So how are we going to experience this? It's going to be about people finding personal identities, you know, trying to figure out, uh, uh, striving to be one's own person rather than, uh, uh, you know, part of a collective group. You're going to see a lot of, uh, when Chiron moves into Aries, people are going to be less concerned about the groups and more concerned about what it is that they're doing in their lives, okay? And it's, for a lot of people, they're going to feel alone doing this. Because, but separateness is what is the propelling factor in regards to our own journey. It is when we separate from the group and we become an individual I, that's when our journey begins. When is this happening? It starts this year. Um, so when do we start feeling it? May. Well, it's starting to come now. I mean, <laughs> these things, you, you know, with with these large planets, you know, they they just don't fall. You know, they uh, you don't wake up one day and everybody has switched off of Facebook and is now you know <laughs> right. doing something else. It's a general trend that's going to happen. Chiron stays in Aries longer than any other sign. Wow. So, and, and that is something telling. That, in other words. Uh, because it spends so much time in the sign of Aries, there is something about us needing to find our own journey, us needing to realize and, and strive towards being our own person seems to be more important than the rest of these other signs. Okay, so that's one thing. It's, to, it's to just kind at. of reminding me of, remember in the um, like in the 70s of, of all the courses of finding yourself, the women's finding yourself and the beginning yeah. of the women's movement and stuff like that. Which was a more of a women's movement, but now here's the individual individuality, and it's interesting. One of the the business trends of eighteen is going to be women finding a different place, finding a different empowerment in the workplace. Yeah, and and it, it's so. going to you're going to see, um, the wound is going to be there, Jackie. Which the wound is an individual wound. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I have this mo- mo- this wound because I happen to be born an individual. Okay, uh-huh. um, and a lot of what the hippie movement was about, even though you had Pluto and Uranus then as well, which we still do. But um, uh, you, you know, still, what the particular wound of that movement was about was why do I have to go off and do this? Why do I have to you know be part of all of this? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know why can't I sit at home and smoke weed and listen to Alice Cooper? You know, um, uh, you know, the, the, which is what kind of propelled all this stuff. Um, but it's going to be as we begin to separate from the group, we find our own journey. Then Uranus is going to change signs also. So Uranus is going to move out of Aries where it's been. Mm-hmm. which is um, the way for me to kind of sum that up in a small sort of way is um, it's going to be my way. <laughs> and it's going to move into the sign of Taurus. Now, 
many astrologers have given Uranus the keyword individuality. And personally, I find nothing individual about Uranus at all, mainly because it's an outer planet and it has to do with collective ideals. And, and it works on the behalf of the collective, not on the behalf of you and me. So it's not concerned with, I need to get mm-hmm. up today and I need to go to work. Uranus is not concerned with that. Uranus is not concerned with any one person or any one person's ambition. It is more okay. concerned with the ideas that govern a particular generation, okay? And when Uranus moving into, uh, or Uranus likes to break free of social norms that have become stale, and it's concerned with fresh ideas for the sake of progress, okay? Now, pro- progress, of course, is a um, a tricky word on its own, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it, that's what Uranus is kind of concerned with. How do we progress the human organism. Um, While Uranus is in Taurus, we're going to come face-to-face with some hard realities in the physical form, because Taurus is Earth, okay, so it has to do with physicality. Um, Taurus does not like change. It rules areas like money, resources, the banking industry, and values. Um, So this is going to be a really, really interesting transit, and people that are Tauruses are going to be, you know, really affected by this um, on a heavy way. Um, During the past few years, the economy, the financial sector, and the markets have been on the rise, okay? Mm -hmm. And even as we're recording this right now, the stock market just hit 25,000 today, the the highest that it's been. Uranus was in Taurus during the 30s, which historically Uh, is known as the Great Depression. Yep. So you can expect changes in areas that Taurus, that Taurus rules. And we might even see a large correction with the markets. Um, but the underlying urge of Uranus and Taurus has to do with, re- with relying upon inner resources, not external resources. Um, uh, since money is the most powerful symbol um, of security, our ideas of what it means to be secure and stable in life might go through a lot of changes. Um, and it is necessary while Uranus is in the sign of Taurus for us to redefine what money means to us and rely upon resources that might ultimately be more meaningful so that we can really experience some form of true freedom in life. Okay? So it's, and oftentimes, the only way to get to that bottom level of what is more meaningful to us is to have it all stripped away. I was listening to um, uh, a show earlier Jackie, and one of the things that you know the person was talking about is that oftentimes it's really, really good for people to be broke when they're young. Right. Uh, to be to be having to go to the dollar store to get them some ramen noodles to eat for the week um, uh-huh. for ten bucks. The reason being is that when they get into their forties, they then appreciate what it is that they have, but for a different right. reason. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to do with necessarily the financial resources. It has more to do with the luxury of having security um, and what type of freedom that level of security brings you. And I think that that's what Uranus and Taurus is going to do. Uranus is going to be in Taurus for seven years. And when is it going into Taurus? May. So you have Chiron in April. Yeah, late April. You have Uranus in May, okay? Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, we have a couple of interesting, we do have a um, an interesting aspect, which is a little bit of a help, okay? We do have Jupiter trying Neptune, 
which could be the saving grace of the whole year. Um, Jupiter and Neptune are planets that are associated with our belief in life. Um, in our connection to a spiritual existence. You know, they're these big two. They rule Sagittarius and Pisces, okay? They're these really big, huge, gigantic, let's look at the big picture. What is my connection to the universe? What are my spiritual ideals? Um, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, what is my concept of belief? What is my concept of God? Uh, all of these things. Uh, and this is an uplifting aspect, and it is often needed when we're in a crisis. Oftentimes when, when we're moving, you know, for example, if we the stock market was to drop 10,000 points tomorrow, God forbid. Um, uh-huh. uh, you know, no, no, God forbid. God forbid. Um, uh, you know, basically, yeah. uh, you know, except, you know, the, the only thing bad that I have to say is that usually in turmoil, our industry does very well. <laughs> Listen, I've been doing pretty good right now, so I'm 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 not looking to break that streak. So, but oftentimes when you get thrown into the particular crisis, Jackie, mm-hmm. that is when your need to believe in something bigger than yourself and your reliance upon spiritual idealisms, um, uh, you know, become more prevalent. You know, you, you you tend to fall into that mode. It is interesting to me that the bulk of the people that, you know, helped design the modern tarot, that when they died, they had all went back to Christianity. Interesting. You know, um, Pamela Coleman-Smith, Arthur Waite, you know, all went back to Jesus before they died. Um, and uh, and these are people that were... I have a theory about that. ...the leaders of occultism. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, but they go... Because... And uh, you, you know this this is the interesting period, and I think that they died during the thirties also. Um, uh, you, you know, the I'll, I'll have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that it was the twenties and the thirties when they started dying off. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the issue in regards to it has to do with when you're provoked with a crisis, you have to look at this big, huge, gigantic picture. This aspect may help us. It lets us become focused on the positive and not get bogged down by the events of everyday life. Um, Mm -hmm. And we need that particular type of faith in life not to fall into dark depression. Um, Right. And, you know, and the thing here is the key to this is that we need to accept something very profound, Jackie, that God doesn't create our miracles. Old Joe out there doesn't create our miracles. Donald Trump doesn't create our miracles. (laughs) Our representatives don't create our miracles. The judicial system does not create our miracles. Our husband and or our wife does not create our miracles. We create our own miracles. So no wonder the individualism is the word for the day or maybe self-responsibility or self-authority. Well, I think that that's going to be kind of the key for for the uh, for the entire year. You know, my candle selection pick for the year is the fire energy candles. Um, uh, you know, so that people can get comfortable again in their own skin. I think we've spent way too much time in other people's skin. Mhm. Interesting. You know, so it's it's interesting. Then there's a great big, huge, gigantic grand earth trine in August. And, uh, uh, you know, that is going to, I think, help things out a little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, for the most part, it's going to be a rough year. And especially, you know, when, when most likely 
with Uranus that there's going to begin to be a self-correction, and I want to prepare people for this now, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably not going to continue to see 25,000, okay? There's probably going to be a self-correction, and it may drop down to 20, okay? I don't think uh-huh. that it's probably going to be as huge as the Great Depression, but the 1930s was a very different world to right now, yeah. okay? And also, there's a lot of securities put in place to, to keep it from doing that. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other issue, but what would a Great Depression look like in 2007 or 2018? I mean, how would that manifest itself? Um, right. Uh, you Interesting. Know, you, you know, what kind of jobs will there be? Um, uh, you, you know, will it be a lack of jobs? Will it be, uh, you know, usually you're going to see the extremely negative side of a transit first. Um, before you begin to see the positive. So, of course, there will end up being large regulations in regards to banking and the banking industry and all of this other stuff, okay, probably after this administration. Um, uh, But um, in order to get to that point, there needs to be a trigger event first. Yeah. I don't think that life changes without a trigger event. No, I I agree with you. You have to have the catalyst. Yes. That trigger event is that, that catalyst that makes it happen. Very fascinating. And I'm not liking it at all. Just so you know, what, I don't like it. What does Taurus tell you about that 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 trigger event? That it's going to take a long time. For the trigger to happen or to get through the A trigger. long extended trigger. You know, it's not going to be, you know, it happens on, you know, May the 5th. Um, although that there may be something that does, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a, a continued period because Taurus is so slow. You know, it's interesting that um, I'm looking at this stuff energetically right now as you're talking about it, and it seems scary. I mean, because even talking about it makes me go, "Oh, what am I? What am I investing in? Oh, you know." Yeah. Um, because I've been reinvesting, and we are growing, and we are looking at these different things, although. What we're investing in is very interesting. It's it's about self actualization and personal growth. So we're good. I think we're we're good in that. But um, I'm looking at Uranus moving into Taurus, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this is a good year to have. Um, what well, Uranus is? What was the candle we picked for that before? That's the problem solving, right? That's yeah. the um, moving to new ideas and stuff. And then Taurus. I'm actually looking at this kind of as, as the money draw candle because it's about money. Yes. It's that stability. We look at money as our stability. Be the problem-solving money draw. And then um, what would what would be the catalyst for that in your life? Would it be, um, would it be that, like you said, you, you're talking about the fire candle for the individuality, mm-hmm. but, but what would be that? So what storm do you think that third candle would be in in um, making this work, bringing this energy into balance in your in your I, I, I hate circle? To say this, but spiritual cleansing. Um, spiritual cleansing. Yeah. Um, uh, Why spiritual cleansing? Because spiritual cleansing as a candle removes all of the gobbledygook, usually of our own making. 
I love it. What has I, prevented I, you? I love it. You, you know, what is preventing you from moving forward? You know, um, Derek Halpern, who I people are probably sick of me talking about him, um, but you know, he is like this brilliant little twenty-year, twenty-something-year-old guy. Okay, that looks like the Hobbit, but I just love him. Um, the uh, you know, one of the things that he talks about, he just started a new series called Planet Derek. Um, on YouTube, it's every day. He has a new video up every day, which I think is, you know, to continue to do that, all the power to you. <laughs> <laughs> you did that for a little while with a little radio show, so yeah, yeah that's, it's range. Yeah, and I went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, uh, it, it's a lot of content, uh, and, but one of the things that he talks about, Jackie, is really getting down and personalizing, you know, why are you coming up with the excuses that you're coming up with, and how do you move from point A to point B? How do you move from the, uh, uh, you know, the, the I can't to I can you know, what is stopping mm-hmm. you from doing what it is that you want to do? Um, you know, and I think that people should list that out. People should list up, what do I want to do for the next two, three, four years, okay? What do I want to do with my life? Where do I want to go, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then ask, them to, ask yourself this question, what is holding you back? Right. Yeah. You know, and he says that, number one, usually what people will say is money. And if you say then money is no object, then you find out what's really holding you back. Exactly. Yes. If you if you look at whatever's bothering you and you add that phrase, well, what would I do if money was no object? Yes. And yes, and well, it depends on what, what issue we're talking about. Um, for myself, for my own personal growth, mm-hmm. if money was no object, then there would be. Um, I would have some. I would hire someone to take care of me. But then, if we look at that, <laughs> but then if we look at if we look at the deeperness of that, the deeper meaning of that is that I'm not taking care of my own well-being. Yeah. So I have to take care of myself. And um, and what does that look like? And what does that mean? And that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think that that's exactly what it comes down to and why I think that spiritual cleansing um, is the perfect third candle because of the fact that I think that that's what we need to do. You know, we need to get rid of all of the legal right. um, so with, in order to clear the slate, basically. Yes, absolutely. So with Chiron moving into Aries, mm-hmm. so what um, Aries is the... Individual. Yes, yeah, so that's the energy and fire yeah. candle, right? Yeah. So Aries is fire. Chiron is the wound energy. So Chiron is healing. Or needed change, banishing, one or the other. I um, don't know if a Chironic wound can be healed, Jackie. Um, okay, so needed change. Okay. The and so then. Is that if you look at the Chiron myth, um, he ends up shot in the leg by um, an arrow that was dripping with Hydra blood. And as a result of it, he ended up being in pain for the rest of his his life, and he eventually trades his life for somebody else's. Um, you know, so that the, the wound is incurable. I think that the only way that you can get to, and all of the people that are between 48 and 50 now, um, are all going to go through Chiron returns. Um, so, uh, which is 
the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> are Exciting! Gonna, are going to yeah. go through Chiron returns, and it, it, a Chiron return. What that is going to bring up is the effect that life's unfairness has had on you. So, if we were to bring the Aries and the Chiron together in a, change, yeah. and in um, then what would we add and to it? Heart. Uh, the reason being is because I think that the only way to get beyond the chironic wound is to accept it. So then we have fire needed change in heart, which what that's going to help you do as as if, if the chiron moving into Aries is affecting you and you're really losing the sense of self. I love this. Finding your sense of self, you have to go through your heart to do that. Yeah. So with that... Um, individuality and if you're getting sucked into what is my part, what am I doing, et cetera, and, and you're getting sucked into that that judgment, continual judgment that you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, that's a great combo, which is the fire energy, the need to change in the heart. Now, the Jud- Jupiter, I almost said Juniper, do that all the time, Jupiter training Neptune. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, a, you said, it's going to be our saving grace. So really grabbing onto that energy and keeping that energy going to keep you in balance. Mm-hmm. Um, Neptune, we know, is is the emotional balance. Yeah. Um, Jupiter, which candle is Jupiter again? I forgot. Uh, it's, uh, well, Jupiter, the planet itself, expands. It, it, it makes our um, uh, belief in things uh, happen. Uh, so we called that one before the, we, I'm sorry, what did you say that last phrase? It is our belief. So when we were playing with that before, we did, I'm trying to remember which candle we picked. I don't have my notes in front of me, but what you're saying to me sounds like the prosperity candle because the prosperity candle is expanding what you have. Jupiter doesn't have to do with prosperity, though. Um, I know, but 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 yeah. the prosperity candle is about um, expanding what you have. Yeah, it's yeah. about it's about expansion. So, but if I was to pick a different candle with that one, what was the one we picked before with Jupiter? It wasn't problem solving. Um, no, that that's more Uranus. Um, I think it was prosperity. Um, uh, in order to expand um, uh, what one has, I would then do an air candle. And so then we have our truth and justice. Yeah. Our truth candle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, and when does Jupiter trine Neptune? During the summer. Summer. Yeah. So. So that's that's those those candles for now. Would it be because it's a trine? Do you think the three candles is perfect for that? Yeah. Okay, and then the Uranus moving into Taurus. I keep hearing the number four. Is that um, does that resonate? That yeah. You need a um a, you don't need a three. You need a four. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think that people can play magically with this stuff from uh, from now to the end of time. They may be comfortable with twenty six, right? <laughs> or twenty six candles. You know, just burn the whole Coventry uh, lot. Just I'm for it. Coventry. I'm absolutely for it. <laughs> I guess I'm just thinking that you know, you I look at um, the forces that are joining or opposing or or affecting you, and then 
because there's always those two aspects, like Chiron moving into Aries or Uranus moving into Taurus. And then there's you. So that's that other piece. And so how, what, what's the other piece that you associated with you to bring this into balance well, in your think, life? I think what it would have to do with is people being rooted in their own bodies with their own values. So I think stability and self-esteem mm-hmm. um, would be the fourth candle for that. So the spiritual cleansing is what's going to be happening, but then you get the stability yeah. in there so you can, which, which is also um, the nod to the Taurus. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. Now, we have aspects that started in, I think, 16 or 17 that are, you said you're going to continue, that are continuing on? Well, we, well, we still have Uranus, which is in square to Pluto, which has been going on since 2011. Um, is it going to stay square when it moves into Aries? It moves out of it once uh once Uranus moves into Taurus, um, uh, uh, which is, you know, then you just have Pluto and Capricorn by itself. Um, and Pluto and Capricorn, of course, is corruption. It is, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, the rooting out that in uh, the social structures that is corrupt, okay? So I think that you're going to see more... Um, Stuff having to do with the women's movement, more stuff having to do with, uh, um, you know, a, a, a lot of uh, questioning in regards to politicians and stuff like that. For example, when it, one of the things that, that happened when uh, a lot of the stuff that has been going on started in 2008, and at that point, Pluto was in Sagittarius and about to move into Capricorn. And during the transit in Sagittarius, we experienced a rise in terrorism, terrorists mm-hmm. using planes as missiles, two wars in the Middle East, a massive hurricane that hit the Gulf of Mexico and destroyed much of uh, New Orleans and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And mm-hmm. Pluto is the planet of survival, and it will uproot issues within the sign it is transiting and eliminate what is no longer working, okay? And Sagittarius has to do with religious idealisms, higher education, and our relationship with things that are foreign, okay? And if you think about it, Jackie, that began the particular, the seeds in the roots of um, protectionism and nativism and uh, nationalism started actually then, okay? Mm, okay. As Pluto moved into Capricorn, um, the issues regarding hierarchy, class status, and government became the object of Pluto's crosshairs, basically, okay? And mm-hmm. for the first time, we had two very, very different, because it happened in 2008, we had two very different presidential candidates, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, that did not fit the mold of what presidents look like, old white men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the stock market crashed and led us into the Great Recession. <laughs> now... <laughs> Of course, we know that Barack Obama becomes president of the United States, but there were several issues that came out of his presidency, one of which was whether he was qualified to be president of the United States or not, okay? Um, And although Donald Trump uh, uh, claims that Hillary Clinton was the person that was responsible for that, um, of birtherism, it was actually a politician in Illinois that that, uh, Barack Obama was, against at that particular point, okay, um, named Andy Martin, uh, who claimed that Obama had multiple citizenships uh, and was a Muslim. Now, in March, 
actually March the 23rd, 2011, Donald Trump effectively started his presidential campaign um, for 2016, appearing on The View. He was, you know, the Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar show. Mm-hmm. Um, claiming that Obama had something to hide on his birth certificate. And, I, you know, the thing with, with Trump is that he has this tendency just to throw things out there, and he will say things like, well, you know, many people are saying that that uh, that Barack Obama has something um, wrong with his birth, birth certificate, or people are calling me and telling me this, or a lot of people are saying. You know, he tends to use these ar- large arching words. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts anybody under them, uh, um, an umbrella. Um, and, you know, basically he would then say that there was evidence that he had, the, that Obama was born in Kenya, um, and then, you know, Obama was forced to pull out his birth certificate. Now, then, of course, during the, the 2016 presidential campaign, he finally, you know, confessed that Barack Obama was a U.S. citizen, but it was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> now, <laughs> of course. On, on the surface, Questioning whether Obama was an American was simply a civic questioning of who can be legitimately elected president. Mm-hmm. But beneath the surface was a larger issue about hierarchy, class status, status, and nativism. In other words, he was a black man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Potentially you know, born somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. It had more to do, Jackie, with he was a black man. Hierarchy. So what? White, black. Right. You know, so, and these are all the things yes, that are coming up now and will continue through 2023. You know, the haves and the have-nots, the uh, elites, the non-elites, the Republicans, mm-hmm. the this whole, you know, you know, hierarchy structure is going to continue. And basically that is what Pluto, Pluto is uprooting. That is what Pluto is kind of digging through and pulling up all of the corruption that has to do with that. Now, as Uranus began its square to Pluto in 2011, um, government corruption, of course, became the focus of uh, the evening news. With You had Occupy Wall Street. You had labor union squabbles. You had revolutions mm-hmm. in the Middle East. Um, Uranus and Aries is concerned with freedom, and its combination with Pluto became a stew that at that particular point everybody wanted to get a bowl of. Okay, You had LG, you know, the rights of LGBT uh, citizens. Women's pay issues, marriage equality, religious issues all surfaced, okay? Um, But the feeling was not the desire to have them, Jackie. The feeling underneath it was that other people were denying individual rights because of special interest groups and politicians that that the politicians were beholden to, okay? If you think about it, Jackie, it is not necessarily, you you know, you know, you can take the LGBT issue. It's not that the the issue with the rights that's the real issue. It is the issue that the religious right doesn't want them to have those rights. That was the issue. Um, that's the underlying level um, of all of this stuff. Of course, this gave birth to populism. Okay, and here mm-hmm. is the interesting thing: populism has gone on at any point. And if people think that scandals are going to get rid of Donald Trump, they're crazy. The reason being is that populism by itself needs scandals to survive, because scandals means that those people out there, the elite, the deep state, all this other stuff, are out to get me, and I was correct after all. Ah. Uh. And they feed onto it. And, you know, a lot of people will say that we've never had this type of person in history. They're wrong, Jackie. Uh, There was a governor uh, of Louisiana named Huey Long, 
um, who was assassinated um, in the, uh, uh, I believe, the 30s, the mid-30s. Okay, he was, he was the natural predecessor to Donald Trump. He thought that the media was corrupt. He constantly blasted the media. Um, uh, and uh, he stood up for the little guy, you know. Um, and it was very, very successful to him. And people stick to that stuff like glue, okay. That's the difficulty. Uh, now, when you combine these aspects, um, you have, you know, the issue with people being left out of the conversation. Um, and the, unfortunately, because of this, that the battle between the haves and the have-nots will rage on and continue into 2018. And I think that that is going to be another that, – that's the large, the large arching issue that Chiron in Aries and Uranus in Taurus are going to fall under. So you now have the fight for your individual path, your individual journey, Jackie, okay, and the need to change values, okay, that are going to fall under that huge hierarchical, you know, the, the, uh, the corruption and all that other stuff, which it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, remember the days when we would just talk about the astrology for the year, and it's like, well, hey, it might be a good year to get a car, or it might be a good, you know, this is a year where where, you know, it's, it's we're all going to be buying houses or whatever. Now it's this whole social st- structure change. It's a lot. But, but I have, I have a, something that I've been talking about lately, and I'm, and I'm seeing a change happening in this direction, which is um, 2017 was a rough year. And 2018 is... It's going to be a rough year, but we already had it rough. We already had our first time at the wheel. You know, I, I watched my daughter, who's who's about to be 21 in a week, and poor Rebecca. And I, I watch her stress about different things, and I'm like, oh, that's nothing. And then I have to remember, oh, but this is the first time she's experiencing it, so it's everything. Yeah. And um, so now we've we've experienced some of these things. We've gotten. We've gotten our feelings hurt. We've we've gotten stressed. We've done this. So so now this time and this year, it's like okay, this is my second time at bat here. Yeah. I see how the pitcher's pitching. Yeah. Um, I already experienced it once, so now I can I can adjust. Um, now every year is different. Every year brings its own its own cuckooness. Um, but I don't think we're going to be as in shock this in 2018 as we were in 2017. I think that there's probably going to be the beginning of the numbness um, that's going yeah. to begin to occur. I think that people are going to probably be concerned with their own stuff uh-huh. so much that they that all of these outer issues um, they're going to dissociate from. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to look for a different way of, of changing it. Yes, and hopefully it is through, you know, the realization that they're the only one that can create their own miracles. You know, Donald Trump is not going to be your messiah. Bernie Sanders right. is not going to be your messiah. Um, uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren is not going to be your messiah. Well, you know what's interesting, too, is that something that I saw trending for 18, which goes right along with this now that you're talking about this, is a growing, a rise in um, um, small business or even micro business. Um, where people are 
are uh, building their own business and becoming in a consultant or or having a maybe a solopreneurship or something like that versus um having um being part of a bigger business yeah um but but their small business is is on the rise and all all signs are pointing to more and more small business taking over because you got to do something right yeah we're not just going to sit back there are no bonbons to eat when you have a job when you don't have a job Correct. So people are going to do something. It's going to be, you know, a bunch of folks. Um, and what's interesting is that when you have your own business, um, it's less and less um, important for you to have a college education. What's more important is experience. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's one of the things that I'm seeing is that there's because the flip back I saw for the like say the past two three years of saying hey not everybody needs to go to college. What we need is skilled tradespeople, and then these skilled tradespeople. What's interesting is they're not necessarily working for anyone; they're free agents. Yeah. So um, um, whether it's the plumber, the guy who's you know going to figure out how to get bonded himself, and he's going to be a solo plumber guy. So so I'm seeing that that um, or you know five plumbers working together and that's about it. So it's it's just interesting what I'm seeing um in in this this change happening. Um so that individualism that you're talking about is is people saying, you know what, I'm gonna go to school for what I want or maybe I'm not gonna go to school for, for anything. Um I'm gonna pursue the thing that that brings me greater joy rather than the thing that I think is gonna make me money. Exactly. So I'm watching I'm watching that happen and people just carving out their own way, new fields coming into play that have never been before. People creating their own industries, you know, kind of like I did. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, listen, the the before Coventry came around with its pre-made magical candle, um, there there wasn't an animal. You wrote, You had to rely on someone else or something else. Um, or you just you potentially made your own. So that's what I see hap- continuing to happening with that individual, individualistic and that um, self-authority. Exactly. Um, that's how I th- see things rolling. It's going to be fascinating regardless. Okay, It's going to be an interesting year, and I can't wait to see how it all works itself out. Right. But the other thing to 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 remember is that we're entering into a new cycle that continues until 2023. Well, you told me last year that our cycle was going to continue through 2020. So are you still are you keep moving that that bar? Well, I mean, the 2020 is going to be when Saturn is going to conjoin Pluto. Okay, Pluto does not leave Capricorn, which you know I'm talking about the big, huge arching of hierarchy okay. and people being in I all maybe you other just, areas. Is I thought you were just moving it. No. Okay. Well, you know, but they, but they, we're talking about all these outer planets, and that's what you're talking about is that yeah. um, the generations are built by the outer planets. Yes. Um, um, trends are built by the... Uh, um, no, um, usually where trends come from, yeah. And um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like regimes come and go through the outer planet cultural shifts come and go through the outer planet and the, and those things take time 
Yeah, and Pluto, you know, the full ramifications of Pluto and Capricorn, okay, will mm-hmm. probably not be understandable until Pluto moves into Aquarius. And when Pluto moves into Aquarius, Pluto is then going to to, to root out a whole different set of things, you know, because Aquarius, mm-hmm. Aquarius has to do with um, group ideals and group mindsets. And, you know, it'll be group corruption. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. would you say, would you say this, is, this is a true or false statement that we're going to see with that individualism as well as the, the, the need for deeper spiritual connection, mm-hmm. um, we're going to see things move further apart, meaning you have individuals on one side and then you have bigger collective things on the other side. And so there's going to be less in the middle. So we're going to have more and more things, like like big businesses getting bigger and more and more solopreneurs and small businesses. But there's very little in the in the middle. I don't know. I think that actually things are going to move more towards the individualistic. Um, okay. I, I think that that what is going to happen is people are going to realize that the reliance upon these structures – whether they be group or governmental, is not working. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what I think happens as you start to get, because, you know, the next planet that's going to move into Aries is going to be Neptune, and that'll happen in the 2020s, okay? Um, and, and Neptune moving into Aries is going to be this perfect um, uh, vision and or perfect uh, uh, uh longing for what an individual should be, okay? So, you know, you have all of this stuff that's going to begin happening that I think is going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, we're going to have to stay tuned. Yeah. and To our it. own world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to our own lives. If anything, well, I think that people should probably become a little bit more selfish, and I mean selfish in probably a, in, in, in a positive way, not a negative. I think that people need to focus more on what they're doing and what they're saying and how they're viewing things and their conception of life and become less reliant upon other people setting your reality. Yes. Yeah, you you make the choices for you. And I'm watching that shift, that uncomfortable shift happen with with folks that um, are, are discovering that they need to figure them out. Exactly. It's it's the pressure. I see the pressure starting already. Well, Storm, this is um, okay. I'm I'm armed for this year. <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I got my candles. You got to get yours, and everybody's got to get theirs. Candles, oils, magical things, and um, you know, th- this to me. One of the things that I um, my focus on is in my marketing and stuff is our own personal spiritual journey, like the individual spiritual journey versus the collective spiritual journey. And so I think I'm on point with that. Yes, I agree. Awesome. All right. Well, stay tuned. All of their products at CoventryCreations.com. If you want to hook up with Jackie, you can find her pretty much on all the social media sites. Although Devin and I were discussing, you're not on Twitter enough. Um, uh, I don't know how to Twitter. I have too many words. I have have too many words. words and I'm too AD. Or two characters, very, yeah. I know, I know. Actually, I'm 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 not on any social media, and I'm I scan it, I I um I look at it. My brain has been so full. 
Well, so what I've been doing is we're creating, um, we're moving, we're getting a little more complicated here or a little more high tech. We're moving into a um, a uh, tech, um, computerized inventory system. Mm-hmm. And my brain has been so filled with that and learning these new things that I just, I have no words. <laughs> Numbers have taken over my brain. Oh, I'm glad so. that you were not me. So I just drink. So then I just drink heavily and go to sleep at night. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also reach uh, me at www.stormsestavani.com and uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash astro gossip. Um, and Jackie, what do they need to do? We need to keep it magic. Speak less, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs> feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between so it's crazy amazing we can turn our hearts through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable hope can live or die so speak
feels perfect. perfect. 